Blog Talk Radio. Quiet, please. Welcome to RegSite's Movie Beat Conversations with Filmmakers, where we discuss everything film and television. Here on Movie Beat, you'll learn what to do and what not to do when it comes to making movies and TV. We will talk to everyone behind the scenes and in front of the camera, and they'll provide you with the guests and the information you want to have, whether you're a filmmaker or a fan. So now let's move behind the scenes here at Movie Beat. My guest today is Laquanda Plant. She's a casting director out of Atlanta, Georgia, and we're going to be talking about how you can get work in, in movies and TV if you don't live in Hollywood, among a whole host of other things. So stay tuned. In fact, you know what? Right now, go ahead and invite somebody to join us to listen live or if you're listening to this archive, to listen to the recorded show, uh, email them, tweet them, call them, look across the room, and invite them to listen now, uh, because Laquanda's coming up, and we're going to have a great discussion, all right? Uh, also, all of these shows, you can listen live or archived from the official website, Rex Sykes Movie Beat, and that URL is rexsykes.com. That's my name. I'm your host. It's R-E-X. S-I-K-E-S dot com. And all of these interviews are archived there in the interviews blog. You just go in, look at the guest biography, you search it by name, just scroll through and uh, click on the link uh, and open it up, read their biography, and right there inside the biography is a link to listen live or archived. And, of course, if you're listening live, the chat room is open. And so for those listening right now, the chat is open. We hope you'll join us. And... Movie Beat's really designed to be a resource for you. That's why I connect you up with professionals who are making it happen. They're in the trenches every day making movies, TV, web series, content, you know, writing, acting, producing, directing. They're script supervisors, sound engineers, gaffers, lighters, grips, cinematographers, you name it. What, they're, what the, my guests do is share their expertise with you, agents, managers, casting directors, you know, to uh, help you advance your career, to accelerate that process, and to help you make your project smoother, quicker, and less expensively. And so all we ask in return is that you share these interviews and the website with all of your friends and movie connections and industry contacts. Go ahead, spread it, share it, tweet it. Live tweeting is really great during the show, especially if you're in the chat room or if you're listening, go ahead and, and you hear a comment that my guest or I make, go ahead and tweet it out live. Uh, Copy the URLs and the and these interview note, uh, notices to uh, Twitter, to your Facebook page. Share it. And the other thing that we ask you to do in exchange for getting all of this information absolutely free, because there's over 300 hours of professional filmmakers telling you what to do and what not to do and giving you golden nuggets and secrets for success, is to leave comments at the player whether you're listening live or archived. Don't go away without leaving a comment. And lots of my listeners who I know who you are, uh, I've yet to see comments, so there's a little chiding there for you. Uh, go ahead, leave a comment, and let other listeners know what you thought of the show or thought of the guest or thought of the information you know, and how you like it because it, it increases our presence on the Internet when you do that. It, it uh, Search engine optimizes us. It allows other people to find us 
uh, more readily. And that's exactly what we want to do. And if you're listening to this um, as a podcast, because all of these shows are stored as podcasts at iTunes, they're absolutely free, you can rate and review them there too. And again, when you when you give us good ratings, it increases our visibility. And that's just uh, something you can do to help us out in exchange for getting all of this valuable information absolutely free. All right, thank you for tuning in and for being here today. I really am I'm happy there, and thanks and hello to the people in the chat room. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about Laquanda. Uh, Laquanda Plant is a casting director and a graduate of the Art Institute of Atlanta. She began script writing and casting while obtaining her degree, equally sharing a passion for both skills. Now, after graduation in 2008, she obtained an internship with Atlanta Talent Network, and during that time, with Last Looks Incorporated, casting director George Pierre's company. And she had the opportunity to work with the Rainforest Films on Tyler Perry, Meet the Brown uh, promo that aired on TBS. Laquanda was an assistant with Last Looks for nine months before she started her own company. And then she founded LQ Casting. It's E-L-L-E-Q Casting. And since its launch, she's cast numerous projects that include SAG as well as non-union independent features, short films, music videos, and television pilots. A few of her projects include Breaking Up is Hard to Do, which is now available on DVD, a television pilot entitled ATL, Above the Law, Probable Cause, a feature film currently in post, and Osiris, the series, a web series, which she also serves um, as one of the producers. And she wants to encourage others that that to, to know that dreams are not limited, and if you believe and work hard enough toward that belief, you can achieve anything you dream to do. So without any further hesitation, let me say hello to Laquanda. How are you doing today? I'm good, Rex. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm glad that you're here, and I look forward to uh, to talking with you. Can you uh, just tell us how you're doing and, and uh, maybe a little bit of background, uh, what's been going on lately for you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. I just want to say first and foremost, um, I have a little cold, so please excuse me if I sound a little nasally. Um, but basically, yeah, I'm a casting director here in Atlanta, Georgia. I founded LQ Casting in 2009. Um, currently, I'm working on a couple feature films and um, SAG and as well as non-union projects. And, you know, my claim to fame thus far is Osiris. That's the project I'm very, very proud of and I hold dear to my heart. And um, I can't wait to talk to you more about it throughout the show. Oh, very cool, very cool. Um, I, I want to. Do you have a website or, or a Twitter address or something that you'd like to give out to others, or the Osiris, sure. uh, the Osiris URL too, so, so they can see that? We'll just get. We'll put that out there right now. Sure, Osiris. Um, it's called Osiris the Series, and that's the website OsirisTheSeries dot com, and it's O S I R I S the Series dot com. And Osiris also has a Facebook page as well as a Twitter, and you just can type in Osiris the series, and they both can pop up. I'm also on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at LQCasting, which is spelled E-L-L-E-Q-C-A-S-T-I-N-G. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for that. So how is the Atlanta market? I mean, I hear great things coming out. And let me give a a shout-out to uh, Kristen Shaw, uh, acting coach and mentor and, and actress, excellent, who's who's been on the show and and um, I believe she put you and I in touch. And uh, she did. And Rod I love Lurie. Christian. Let's, let's do a shout out to Christian because she's awesome. She is um, definitely a, a gem. Is um, what she does um, as far as acting coaching. I, I love her and she's great and I appreciate her so much just for um, even thinking about me 
to um, recommend me to you. So, hi, Christy. Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hi, Christy. And and she's done, I, I believe, at least three uh, discussions with me, conversations with filmmakers on the air. You, and if you're listening live or archives, you're going to want to go back and, and listen to what Kristen has to say. It's it's very valuable advice. And uh, uh, be sure to do that. Uh so so how is the Atlanta market? I mean, I hear good things all the time, and I was very impressed. I met uh, one of the, the gentlemen from uh, the Georgia Film Commission uh, a few years back when I was attending the uh, 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 Film Commissioner's Convention out in Los Angeles in Santa Monica and was very impressed with, uh, you know, what Georgia offered and, and what was going on and the different projects and things that are happening. So can you can you fill in, listeners? Sure. Um, actually, Atlanta is actually becoming the place to be as far as filmmaking right now, and I'm very um, blessed and proud to be here. There's so much going on with, um, you know, especially with the tax incentive for many um, studios are making their films here, but as well as those, you know, major motion pictures that are being made, independent filmmaking as well is rising and, and it's coming until its own. And um, it, it's a lot. It's a lot going on. It's, you know, you have people. I think the new thing now are web series. People are really attacking web series just to try to see what they can do with it. I think that's just the new, the new way of doing things now. And I think many, many more people will start doing that. And we can talk about that a little bit later. But you know, you have independent filmmakers who work for major studios who are going off on their own, um, creating these films and creating these projects. And it's a beautiful thing. Well, I enjoy Atlanta. I mean, I've been there numerous times, but I, I got to admit, I haven't been very well connected with the film industry there, except from at a distance. And uh, but I always hear uh, good things about it. And and uh, as I said, you know, moments ago, you know, in talking with you know representatives from the state. Um, so if you're in that area versus Hollywood, where you know we all know what Hollywood is like, uh, for those of us who've been there. Um, you know, it, it, Hollywood is is the motion picture capital of the world, but that is changing. And it, as you say, you know, it's quickly becoming uh, busier and busier in those states that have incentives. And and so, um, how do you break in if you're in the Atlantic area? What 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 kind of things are going on? I mean, the, your industry is building and it's thriving. So, and it's professional. So you you have to approach it professionally and as a business. What tips, suggestions, advice can you give to people? Who are interested in uh, in uh, breaking into their own regional markets where where these things are happening, or in the Atlanta market? Well, I um, I get emails all the time, constantly, with people asking me that is that same question. And the thing about it is, and what I would definitely suggest is, as far as locally, especially if you're a new actor starting out, you definitely should get involved in independent projects, um, just because it's a good way to build your resume your as well. He broke up a little bit there. I'm not sure what, what the last thing was you said. It was get involved in independent films to build up your, your credits. Oh, we've lost Laquanda. So she'll be dialing back in. Let me tell you. Let me take the break right now while we wait for her and tell you who's going to be coming on up. A, I'm very pleased to say that my next guest is Terry Green. Terry Green's uh, uh, spent uh, over 25 years in the business raising money 
for producing his own feature films. And Laquanda is back, so we're going to take her. But we have uh, coming up next week Terry Green, director, recent film No God, No Master. He's an expert at financing, you know, million dollar movies. And Sam Christensen, who uh, is a casting director, I've known Sam for years. Uh, he cast MASH and, and uh, many other things. He uh, is now an image consultant and an image branding expert, and he'll be joining us. And now that Laquanda is back, we will. Uh... Hi there. <laughs> Oops, you there? Hello. Hi, you're back. All right, good. Hi. Sorry. <laughs> drops I'm for back. I'm back. <laughs> um, where do we leave off? We left off. I said that there's something you had you had broken up at the end. You had said um, uh, get involved with independent film, and I thought right. you said. Because it was a good way to build up your credits or something, and then and then you were gone. Okay. Yeah, basically, I mean, that's just kind of what I suggest to new actors, especially, um, you know, here in Atlanta. And, and it is such a new market here, um, especially for the actors, because regardless of the, the motion, um, the film, the studio films that are being made here, um, truth be told, they are cast out as far as the principal casting is done out in L.A., um, so you still would have to have some ties out to L.A. to be cast in those um, major motion pictures. But as far as a new local Atlanta actor or actress, I always suggest for them to just um, be involved in independent filmmaking, know who your independent filmmakers are, whether you have to start, um, because you have the Art Institute of Atlanta here, you have SCAD here, which is Savannah College of Art and Design, you have Georgia State, which also has a film program. You know, start building your resume, working with, um, students and filmmakers, and then you, you know, branch out and network and learn who your independent filmmakers are, and you may have to do, you know, a few non-paying roles just to start off with, just to build your credibility as an actor or actress, and then, you know, you can move on up and, and get an agent and et cetera, et cetera, and, and you know, take it from there. It's, it's really all into how serious you are about this craft and this this thing we call acting is, is really what you want to put in. What you put into it is definitely what you get out of it. Oh, absolutely. That's very cool. So if if I'm a new actor, you know, I mean, you know, or trying to build my presence in, in your area or regionally for that matter, you know, I can uh, I get involved in, you know, independent productions and 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 they might have to work for copy credit and meal. I mean, there may not be any pay up front, you know, but ultimately you build – you build, you know, your credits. You build your reel, and and uh, and you get known in the area. What uh, what avenues do people have for finding out about what's casting in your area? Um, and 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 I understand that that the principal roles are are cast out of Los Angeles or elsewhere. But but are there day player or some weeklies that cast as well when they're when right. they're bringing so a large one. Yes, that they are. Our cast here is is definitely like I said, um, just being involved, and I mean because Atlanta is is a very small film community, um, so it, it really depends. Like you have um, the 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 sh- uh, shows like um, Teen Wolf, which um, George Pierre cast, and it, it's just really kind of just saying honestly, like to me, social networking is everyone's friend. I think if I mean there are other outlets of, of casting and finding things out. But for the most part, I it's not a day go by that I don't see something posted 
on Facebook or Twitter about even a major motion picture. Um, so it's just really, and then when people contact me, like, I didn't know, I didn't hear about it. I'm like, where have you been, under a rock? Like, every, <laughs> you know, it's just so much going on. And even if you don't know a particular acting site, like Southern Casting Call or Love to Act or 800 Casting, um, they're always posting things on Facebook and Twitter, LinkedIn. You know, it's just really just educating yourself and just really staying in tune to what's going on. And, um as, as I just feel like that's networking, you know, networking. You, you know, when you network, you, you, you build your net worth. You know, you, you build who you know and, and what you can know and information that you can find out. Um, so it's definitely, to me, definitely what you put into it. You really can't just sit around and expect it to come to you. You have to go out there and get it. You have to go out there and research and look for it. Now you're you're for example you're on Facebook both as Laquanda Plant and LQ Casting. You've got a, right. a friends page out there. Do you post casting information on your on your Facebook friends page LQ Casting? You say I'm looking for you know a, a young child uh, five to ten, or I'm looking for an adult. Uh, you know, I mean, is that someplace that people can go and and actually find out about what you're up to and what what they might submit for? or? Actually, I do. Like, I have a, a Facebook group page as well as a fan page for LQ Casting. And, again, right. that's spelled E-L-L-E-C-A-S-T-I-N-G. And I actually post there first before I post to the acting sites, just kind of as an initiative to the members of my group and my fan page. Um, you know, I'll post all my casting calls there first, and then I'll go out to the acting sites and I'll post there. Um, but if you definitely, you know, in, in my um, – fan page is connected to my Twitter. So if I post anything on my LQ Casting fan page, it automatically goes to Twitter. Um, so that's a, definitely another way for people to find out. But I also post on, you know, the acting sites, Love to Add, Southern Casting Call, um, Now Casting, 800 Casting, et cetera. Very, very cool. So now, I mean, uh, people know that. Do you also do you do you or do you recommend anyone use Craigslist in the area? I do not post on Craigslist. That's a personal preference of mine. No, that's, that's um, fine. I understand some, that. Right, but sometimes, and I found, and I had to post this on my Facebook site. Do not, please, don't copy and paste my postings on Craigslist, just because I, you know, I, I'm 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 particular about Craigslist. And that's just my preference. I don't, if someone else wants to do that, I have, you know, all power to them. But Laquanda Plant and LQ Casting do not, I don't I don't post anything on Craigslist. If you see anything that says it's LQ Casting, it's casting it, um, I would double check it because I personally didn't post it on there. All right, good to know. And uh, And while we're at it, why don't you give out your Twitter address if you do that? Sure, my Twitter is... Um, LQ Casting, so it's at LQ Casting, and again, that's spelled E-L-L-E-Q-C-A-S-T-I-N-G. Should have known that, right? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So, uh, well, that's good. And you've now you've mentioned some of these other sites, like, uh, uh, that you post to. You said you post to your Facebook group, so if people contact you and they're serious actors they can ask to join the group or they can go to your friends page and and the other places that you mentioned were like now casting and um love to act love and to act. um 
right, is another one that I use frequently. It's called Southern Casting Call, and I believe that's particularly for the Southeast region. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I know they have like Georgia, North Carolina, Alabama, like you could just click on the state where it says casting calls or um, notifications, and so I post there for Georgia, um, and and um, 800 casting, and that I think is southeast, but I think they go a little bit north as well, um, just because at this level of um, independent films that I work on, for the majority of the part, they I'm casting local talent um, because the budget the budgets aren't quite there yet to fly in or accommodate um, out-of-state talent. So it's not as though, like, I don't want, like, I won't accept your submission or, you know, I don't accept out-of-state talent. That's not the case. It just depends on the project. You know, I had a project last summer where they could accommodate or they had the budget for out-of-state talent, and then I would go, you know, and look into cat um, notifying actors outside of the Atlanta area. Um, but the funny thing is, is even when I post locally, I still receive submissions from New York, Chicago, L.A., you know, everywhere. So I feel like I'm, I guess I'm doing the right thing and the work is getting out um, because even if I'm casting locally, I still receive submissions from all over. Well, and that and that leads me to my next question and, and one that I wanted to ask you, and that is what about local hire? If... Uh, if uh, somebody has a place they could work in, you know, and they can stay and they could come in and they could pay their, you know, all that kind of stuff, um, is there the opportunity to, to be cast? Uh, or can you, when you when you get submissions, for example, from New York or L.A. or my state is Wisconsin or Indiana or or, or Arizona or something like that, uh, do you ever uh, handle or audition remotely by, by um, Skype or by taped uh, auditions? Yes, I definitely accept video submissions. I accept video submissions all the time. Um, and it really depends on, like, the role. And to me, like, if it's worth it for you, you know, I don't want to waste your time just like I don't want you to waste my time. But if you are out of state and I'm working on an independent feature film and you really want to audition for this role and you're the best um, candidate for this role and you're, you know, telling me that this is what you're willing to do for this role, like I'll, you know, the things that the production may not be able to do, like, you know, um, fly yourself in, et cetera, et cetera, of course, of course, I'll definitely um, consider you. That's a Um, no-brainer. Like a couple years ago, I was doing a music video, and a young lady out of um, Pennsylvania, actually from Philly, wanted to um, submit herself, and she did. And she was like, I'll be on the next flight out. And she was not playing. She, (laughs) She booked her flight, and she came in, and she did the video, and um, and she flew back, and I was like, okay. And to me, that shows that you are so serious about this. You're so serious about what you want to do, and I could do nothing but applaud you for your oh. efforts. And yeah, that that's the bonus. That's a gold star right there. Well, that's very cool. Now, so so, and let me ask you this. Now, some and and it sounds. I mean, I, I can I. I'm gonna say I could guess what the answer will be, but but assuming. You know, not everybody has the resources to fly in for an interview, but people may have the resources to fly in for a callback. Right. But for the most part with me, I try to um, definitely, if, if you're out of the Atlanta area, I definitely will try to work with you. I don't want you, you know, flying in for an audition right. if I can look at you 
um, via Skype or if you send me a video submission, um, I'm pretty good with things like that. Even for um, callbacks, then let's let's I mean let's continue. Like to me, unless you book the role. I don't want you flying. In. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just don't want you to, you know, to spend because I, well, my auditions, I get you in and out anyways. So right. you're not really going to be in front of me for too long. You know, it's not an hour long process. You're not going to be here for hours and hours on end. So me personally, um, if the shoe was on the other foot, I would not be a happy camper if I flew myself in for a five to ten minute interview and had to leave. So I try to um, do my best to, to keep you where you are and, and, and accept your video submission and see what we can do from there. Oh, that's very cool. Can I, I'd like to ask, Is there are there any restrictions due to the Georgia incentives that you might be aware of that, that preclude someone from out of state coming in? Because, like, I know some – uh, some people sometimes say, well, you know, you could come in, but, you know, you have to work local hire, but if you can't work local hire, then you can't do it. Or can someone come in and, and say they're a, an L.A. actor, a Wisconsin actor, a, you know, a, a New Mexico actor, and they just come in and they get hired, um, but they're but they're taking care of their room and board, essentially, you know, or they've taken care of their flight, uh, but they get the job. They work their day or a couple days or something. Like that. Are, are are there any incentive restrictions? Say you have to hire Georgian uh, residents, or or is it open? Is on my level of um, filmmaking yeah. that I work with is open. Okay. Um, I haven't come across anything. You know, unless you know it's a ultra low budget SAG. You know, of course they have their rules and regulations um, that the filmmakers must you know abide by. But it doesn't limit who can work on the project. You know, it's just up to the filmmaker to make the accommodations for, you know, a SAG actor. Um, but I don't, I haven't had the situation where a talent couldn't participate on a project because they were out of state. Okay, excellent. That's, that's that's good news for those people elsewhere. And what's good news about our conversation about Atlanta is that it opens the doorway for people to think about their own regions as well as Atlanta. You know, somebody maybe in the northwest or the northeast or something, and, and they may not be able to travel to Atlanta or to Hollywood or wherever, but they have, you know, they they do have business in their own backyard that they could begin to tap into. So so the value of our conversation is is great news. I mean, you know, for 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 us to know about the Atlanta market, but it's also great news for us to know, you know, uh, the, the potential in all these other in all these other markets and in other states where there are incentives. And that's changing all the time. You know, one state gets it and one state loses it because, you know, that's just. Just the way it is. So um, right. let me let me ask you this about but now and we've been talking about new actors as well as you know seasoned actors in this case. Uh, but what about training for actors? What what uh, you know what do you want to see as a casting director? Uh, what are you looking for when they come into your room and and they're going to audition? Uh, you know and and I know that's that's different for every single person that walks in or for the parts and stuff like that but I, I guess how does somebody make an impression on you how do they stand out if you saw 60 people in a day or 30 people in a day you know the ones that you remember do something that the ones you don't <laughs> you know what i mean right no and that's the funny thing i think um every time i'm asked this question i say the same thing like you have to make me believe like believability is number 1 for me like I want to feel like I believe you. Like, wow, this person, you know, anyone can come in and act out a scene. I don't really want to see an actor. I want to believe that this is really you. Like, you're playing 
John Doe and, you know, John Doe is having X, Y, and D situation, I really want to believe this is who you are and this is the situation you're really going through. And I'm, like, feeling like, wow, this is sad or, you know, whatever emotion that caused for that scene. Um, I don't, I'm not really, after seeing 60 to 100, um, et cetera, um, people audition, it gets redundant, of course. And if you can, you know, I always tell people or I tell actors, you know, put your own twist to it. You know, read it over, not read it over and over, but, you know, read it over and over and and figure out who this person is to you. And you, you may hit it on the nail and you may not, but play with it. You know, just definitely don't come in and read the lines. And I, I see that a lot, unfortunately, and that's where the training steps in. You know, it's, it's extremely important to find a reputable um, training uh, acting coach and just to better your craft, you know, unfortunately, um, I see this a lot, definitely on an independent level where, you know, an, an actor, just they have it. They just know they have it, and no one can tell them anything. I don't need any training. I don't need this. I am great. I'm good. I am the best at this. And you're not, so <laughs> you're uh-huh. really not. And, and and training is so important, and, and I, I just wish that – um more newbies will really realize that you have the best actors still having um, coaching and they have their private coaches and they, they train for these roles. And it's, it's just not – you can tell who, who, who makes it a hobby and who really takes this seriously because you see their resume and it's full of training. It's full of training. Um, and I, I, I just really quickly, I had a workshop last fall and um, one of my attendees, she didn't have any acting experience. But she had so much training. I was so impressed with the amount of training she received or that she, you know, obtained for herself because, to me, it, it meant she took acting seriously. This is something she really wanted to do. It wasn't something she was just doing on Saturdays because she didn't have anything else to do with her weekends. Um, and, and to me, that's really important because I, I want to believe you in your audition. I want to believe that this is who you are. And ultimately, that's who gets the role. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Um, so um, I think the other thing that we could do is explain, and the reason I really want to do this because um, I work in a market where the incentives have been taken away, and I go back and forth between LA and you know and, and work you know in whatever state that I can. But I also work with a lot of young filmmakers, new filmmakers, people who are just starting out, or students who are filmmakers, and I always suggest to them get a casting director when you can. You know, if they've got money. And somebody the other day said, well, Rex, you know, they said, could you put us in touch with your casting directors? I said, well, I could, but I'm not going to until your budget is ready and you're prepared to make an offer because these are professional people who who make a living and they're not going to work for free. You know, nobody wants to work for free. But anyway, blah, blah, blah. The the point being is is that some people, they they just truly don't get the role and the function and the value of a casting director, and and they're starting out, and they you know they're directing or they're they're directing and or producing and or casting their first feature, and they think, well, I can just do this myself. Right. So can can you help answer what casting director, what you bring to the table, how how you serve, you know, in the capacity to 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 bring them talent. 
You know what, Rex? I have, like, a huge smile on my face right now because that's, like, the question was, I'm so glad you asked that question just because you see it a lot. Um, and and I think that so many people don't really realize the value of having a cast and director, especially when you're directing and producing your first project and you, you're doing your own auditions and you're looking through headshots and you get overwhelmed. And so many um, filmmakers that I know who do hire me was like, I just cast my own project and I don't ever want to do that again, ever. I don't ever want to do it again. And I think it's, it's good for a first-time filmmaker to do it and just see how important it is. Um, but basically my job is to find your talent. And to me, your talent is the most important process of your production. You can't have a successful production without it. And I, I, I really wish more people took that heart seriously um, as far as obtaining them. And it's just a whole casting as much as I love it. I love what I do. I love it. But it's not an easy job. It's not, hey, let me just hold some auditions and find some people. It's not. It, it entails hours of um, searching and and, and um, you know, submissions and going through them and getting to your the audition process, which is a process of its own. And depending on the type of project, is part of negotiating. Um, I have to negotiate with agents. I have to create bill memos and contracts. I mean, so it's, it's just different types of levels. But to me, as a casting director, and you are a producer or a director, that's what you should focus on. You shouldn't have to worry about the casting process. Let me bring that to you when we get to that stage of callbacks or, or, or let me let me let me go through the hundreds and hundreds of submissions and bring you the best so you can just look at like, okay, this I like this person, that person, that person and not have to do that entire process on your own because it is so much um to do that when you're when you're producing and or directing a lot of times you're doing both. It's just so much. It becomes overwhelming. And I heard this story so many times where I'm overwhelmed, and this is something I don't ever want to do it again. And I hear it. I hear it a lot. And I just smile. And like, okay, well, I'm <laughs> here now. So. Can I? Can I? Can I? I just want to interrupt you a second. This is the fantastic information, but but you're sounding like you're further away from the phone, so, or something. It's you. 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 You're harder to hear. Can you hear me now? I do. Okay. I just want to make sure that everybody can. Um, well, on top of that, in terms of you know of being able to siphon through and go through and get the best talent for the money they can buy, you also deal with the contracts and negotiate with SAG. You know, I mean, you know, find you know, I mean, there's a lot of things that uh, that uh, filmmakers, um, you know, and producers are going to end up having to do. Right. You know? And you but can as far as casting goes, it's just a process. I think that if you don't have to do it, why not hire a casting director? It's so beneficial right. to you as a producer, as a director, to just assign that to someone else. Well, I think the other thing that, that people forget is that if I'm making my first movie or even my third movie, I don't know everyone, and I can't consider everything. And you know, casting directors have relationships with talent that they developed over the years and relationships with agents and things like that, that, you know, who better to 
uh, go, well, what about this person or what about that person? You know, I mean, who better to suggest in some ways people who, you know, I may never ever think of or consider or bring before me who I would never have considered or not even known about. So, uh, you know, I, I think in that regard, I mean, alone, I mean, it's just an incredible asset to have somebody who understands uh, that aspect of the business and and to you know and to and I think all young filmmakers should really really sit in on casting workshops I think they should get to know casting directors I think they should hire them when they have money to do that process and 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 because it because it helps build their senses too about the about this being a professional business as opposed to I'm going to hire my friends to go out in the backyard and shoot a film right I agree 100 percent um, and to me, is is, is definitely an, an asset that uh, a filmmaker would benefit from. Hire me; I am available. LQcasting dot com. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah that's, that's good. I like that. Yeah, we should all do that. Everybody should. Everybody who comes to my show should consider I am available to be hired, and then yes. give out the information. That that should be the tenant of you know part of the part of the sign in or sign off or something. But but that's true. I mean that's that's good. I'm glad that you said that, and, and it is true about all of my guests. I should say. Um, Loquanda, now I will take that time to take a break. If you'll hold uh, hold there for just a moment, uh, I'm going to take a, a little bit for the official commercial break, and then we'll be right back. Sure. All right, thanks. You're listening to Rex Sykes' Movie Beat. My guest today is Laquanda Plant, casting director out of Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, her company is LQ Casting, E-L-L-E-Q Casting, and um, she's on Facebook and a friend's page and on Twitter, and it's LQ Casting at Twitter. It's LQ Casting on Facebook. And the website is LQCasting.com. So uh, be sure to go and look her up. My guest upcoming, Terry Green. I was telling you about him a little bit before. Terry Green uh, has uh, financed and and, uh, produced and directed uh, three or four or five movies of his own. Uh, He's a director. He's been my guest three or four times before. He's coming back to Movie Beat on Tuesday, April 3rd. Sam Christensen, he cast MASH. He's the first casting director to get his name in the front end of the film credits. Uh, and cast other feature films. He's now an image and branding expert, consultant, and uh, he's going to be talking about what it means to become a celebrity and how to do just that. Frank Hanna will come up on the 10th. He is uh, the uh, author, the uh, screenwriter of the movie The Cooler, starring Bill Macy and Alec uh, Baldwin. Peter Marshall will come back to us on the 12th. We're continuing the director's series. We're talking about acting performances, working with actors, Filming actors and tips for being able to film on the set when you're when you're dealing with actors. Ken Moore is a filmmaker and an animator and a producer, uh, and he's also involved with the Burbank Film Festival and friends of Jeff Rector, who is who is the director, the chairman of of, of the president of now the Burbank Film Festival. Ken is coming up on the 17th of uh, April, so you're going to want to listen to him. Nick Mancuso, actor, director, writer producer, uh, been around for a long time, good man, Nick Mancuso is joining us, he's returning to Movie Beat on the 18th, Gordon Firemark is an attorney, entertainment attorney outside, out of Los Angeles, he's going to be talking to us about financing, how to finance your movie, how to get money, uh, the six different ways of financing your feature film, and talk about crowdfunding, and how to crowdfund, and the recent uh, uh, changes in the in in the laws, the jobs law uh, passed by uh, the legislators that uh, assist and benefit uh, crowdfunding, and um, 
And that's all I'm going to tell you about for now, but that takes us to the 24th of April, so be sure to tune in. Continue to listen to all these shows. Go back, listen to archive shows. The official website is rexsykes.com. Everything is archived right there in the interviews blog. You can listen live or listen archived. Go to iTunes, get these podcasts, download them to your favorite device, and wherever you are, whatever you do, please share these interviews, these websites, uh, with your friends and your industry contacts, and and rate and review the podcast and leave comments right there at the Blog Talk Radio player, either now or after the show concludes, and then um, and tweet about it. Share us on the internet. Uh, that helps us greatly. All right, back with Laquanda Plant of LQ Casting and um, Laquanda. So we've we've talked a lot about what about actors and their agents, and are they necessary in in your area? I'm sorry, can you repeat the question, please? Yeah, I said, what about actors and their agents, and are they necessary in Atlanta, or do you you working with the agents, and how do you how do you work with them and and do you have recommendations for actors regarding agents? I mean what what uh... okay, um again, it depends on the project I'm working on. Um, mm-hmm. I can clearly work on a project and 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 accept um, actors that are not represented by agents. Um, but it just depends. Like if I'm working on a SAG feature, I may want to go the agent route just because at the current time, no offense to anyone, the agencies may have, like, better selection of what I'm looking for. Um, but it really all depends. I don't um, I don't not take submissions from anyone. You know, I know on, on a higher level, most, you know, cast directors will only take submissions from actors that are represented by agents. At this right. point in time, I will take submissions from anyone um, just because I'm looking to fill the role. Um, so it really all just depends. Like, I will go, I will have certain, like, for example, my last project I worked on last week, I'll have a day for general submissions, and then I'll have auditions for agency submissions just because I just want to just keep it open to everyone and give everyone a chance because you may be an actor who's not represented yet, but you still are very talented. You just don't have that representation just yet. Um, so for me personally, I accept submissions from everyone. Um, with that said, there are some awesome agents here in Atlanta um, that I've worked with previously. Um, Chase over at Halton Talent. Hi, Chase, if you're listening. Um, he's awesome. They're pretty good. I know actors that are represented, represented by them over there, and they love them. Um, Jay Purvis is also another one that... Um, actors are really happy with representation there and um, people store I think those are probably the top three here in Atlanta um, there there are other agencies as well but off the top of my head those are the top three that um, just based off the actors that I work with they're represented by those three agencies and they seem to be pretty happy with them oh, Did I <laughs> yes, you did answer the question, and I think that people don't. I mean, you know, my listeners are are A list listeners all the way down to, uh, I mean, seasoned professionals all the way down to people who are young in the film business, and and fans around the world. And I think that what people don't understand is that it's a huge filtering process. In other right. words, uh, talent, you know, has to find an agent, and and they're filtered out and selected and rejected or uh, you know accepted or not. And then those agents submit to casting directors, and they select or not the the talent, and the casting directors submit it to the directors and the producers, and then they select from that or not, you know. And so, 
you know, you start with, you know, literally thousands of raw talent. You filter that out through the agent, filter those out through the caster, filter those out through the director until you get to, you know, the one person for the role. And when you think about it, you know, there might be, you know, four or five, you know, major roles in a film and ten smaller roles and then background. I mean, you know, it, it, it not every, you know, you've got hundreds of potentially thousands of people, and then you've got people who aren't represented submitting. So you, you literally have uh, the potential for thousands of people trying to vie for one job. One role, right, and that's another good point that, that you just made because, and I tell people, and even in, in submission, you know, I will audition, you know, tons of people for one role, but you may not fit for this one role, but you may fit for something else. You know, so right. you still come in there and you bring it and you, you know, you do it because I may see you for another role because other than, like, I'll, for the most part, hold auditions for my top cast, my top principal cast, but I'm looking at you for something else. So even though you audition, I may not see you playing, you know, Mary Jane, but I may see you playing Emily, you know, just, and I, I do that, just looking at you, I'm like, okay, she's not good for this, but I see her as this. You know, I do that all the time. And um, it, it, it definitely is a filtering process, but there's all there always are opportunities, and 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 just know that you're going to get more no's before you get that one yes, and just keep trying because it's it's like you just said, it's so many people trying out for one role. It's definitely a filtering process to get to that one person. Uh, very true. So, what about? Um the difference can you can you is there is there or are there differences between the Atlanta actor and the L.A. or New York actor? Or, and 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 the reason I ask that is because you know right now in 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 television there's lots of British people and Australian people and Irish people and Canadian people and and all you know working in 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 TV and major motion pictures and uh, you know over the over the United States actor. In many cases, right. is there a difference? I mean, is there a difference between um, and, and the reason that I keep getting as an answer is the difference in training and and work ethic and values of people. For example, the Brits who who come up through the uh, BBC don't get paid, you know, on the pay scale that the U.S. actors used to enjoy, and they work long and hard, and, uh, and then they get here and suddenly, you know, they're stars. <laughs> So they get right. they get their reward when they get here. Is there a difference between the Atlanta actor and the in in and the LA or New York? Is there what do you see? And you I don't what? even know if that's um, a fair question. It it's it's funny because at first I thought there was, but then I'm learning to I'm learning that you have the good seeds and the bad seeds everywhere. <laughs> Just speaking with other casting directors and speaking with other producers outside of Atlanta, you know, I can honestly say at first I did not think that you know, people, um, actors here took it as seriously as an actor in L.A. would have, just because L.A., that's, like you said, it's the capital of motion pictures, and you have to, you know, be on your grind and take it seriously and kind of humble yourself for the rejection. Um, and I, I didn't really see that here. I felt that actors really didn't take it seriously, especially when it comes to training. I think that was, like, my biggest issue with me seeing actors and, and um you know, people submitting photos from their camera phones and just things that just are not professional as far as not having a 
format a headshot and, you know, just, just taking the time to do what you should do as an actor because I had to, for example, I had an um, audition Friday and the actor came in without his headshot. And I asked him, where are your headshot? Well, I emailed it to you. And I said, okay, well, you wouldn't walk into a nine-to-five job for Macintosh or whoever, CNN or who, and not have your resume. You know, and to me, your headshot yeah. is your resume. And I think, you know, another another thing that was an issue, like, because there's so many productions here and you can get an extra role like this on any given show or movie that you are just, Oscar-worthy at this point, you know, like, no, I'm not going to work on this project. Oh, this is beneath me. I'm not working for free. It was a lot of that going on. And so it just, I was like, really? Like, people out in L.A. and New York, I'm sure they don't do this because this is what they do and they have to, you know, train and et cetera, et cetera. But I stand corrected. You have that everywhere. So I won't say that there's a difference. I just say there's a difference in Every in the talent, and you can tell who takes it seriously and who's who's willing to go above and beyond because they're serious about acting. And those who ultimately, um, no offense, it's a hobby to them, and that's everywhere. It's everywhere. Um, so it's really like I said in the beginning of the um, show. It's really what you put into it is what you will get out of it. You know, I'm really glad that you said that because I, I, I think a lot of people think, well, if they're SAG, they've got to be professional, and I know plenty of bad SAG actors, and I know mm-hmm. plenty of really talented non-union people who, who haven't yet got a break yet. So, you know, I, I'm glad that you point that out. And then also, it, but there is there's a difference for me, I mean, where I am right now, because we, for a short period of time, enjoyed incentives. And people seemed, when the incentives were here, to take the business much, much more seriously. They they seemed to step up to the plate and go, okay, I've got to I've got to get my, you know, my act on. I've got to get my materials together. There's there's a potential for business. There's a potential to get hired. There's a potential to make it, you know, and then maybe ultimately move to Hollywood, you know. And so there was the flurry for the year that we had the incentives of of people, but casting since then and getting people. You know, they they have excuses. They don't show up. They don't bring their pictures. They won't kiss somebody because their girlfriend or husband or or whoever might object. You know, they're not they're not taking it as a professional actor. They're looking, and I mean that happens even in Hollywood on professional sets where somebody has to kiss somebody else. There are problems, but but what I'm what I'm getting at is, you know, it, it's still a business, um, and and you never know where that business uh can propel you. So a movie you do tomorrow in Atlanta or in Wisconsin or in Michigan or Iowa or wherever, um, you know, if they're professional people making the movie, you, what you just said, you got to be professional coming in. You got to you got to treat it as as if you were right in the middle of of, you know, New York or Hollywood. Right. Right, exactly. And it happens a lot and again, it's just kind of the a filtering process as far as that as well, you know, and 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 I, I hope that anyone listening will understand, especially if you're submitting um, for one of my projects. I will not invite you. That's why I call it invite you to audition for me if your headshot is your camera phone picture, or you know, even if you send an email and it's just you're not even addressing me. It's just your picture. Like, who are you? What are you submitting for? You know, it's just things like that. It's the little things where. You, you know, you don't really think about it, but you really should. There's, there is something called courtesy. 
That too. <laughs> you know, and it, well, you know what I mean. I mean, I mean, I you know, oddly enough, I get some things like that too, where somebody will just out of the blue send me something like, you know, put me in your movie when when you're casting the next one, and I'm like, I don't know who you are or where you came from, and right. and I have no relationship with you. I mean, you, you didn't even say, are you alive? You know. <laughs> Right. Or you know what um, I get? Let let me know the next time you're casting or call me or email me. And I'm, I don't even know who you are. And honestly, it's one of me and hundreds or maybe thousands of you. How can I possibly remember to contact someone who I've never met in my life right. about right. audition? That's not my job. Right. <laughs> well, and, and you know what you said is that the, the Atlanta film business is small. I maintain that the Hollywood film business is small. It, I mean, the whole film industry is actually it's small. Weird, mm-hmm. worldwide is small, but it's it's based on relationships and it's based on the same common sense and business practices. What you said earlier, you wouldn't go to you know uh, Macintosh or Google or or Best Buy or Home Depot Starbucks. and apply for right. Or you Starbucks go to McDonald's with, and do that. Right. <laughs> Without a resume, you know, you would, you would, you, 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 or to dress up for it if you're smart, you know, and to, and when you meet the people to be cordial, you know, you, right. you, you don't, I, I, I can't think of a time, you know, where walking into, you know, say Starbucks and going, hire me, and walking out. Right. Whatever, I don't know why have, this industry is, our or the mentality of those that want to be in this industry think it's so different. Like it's, it's really not a game. Well, I always you know, tell people that, I, and I always tell people that you know I was a foolish youngster in my teens and twenties. I thought that acting was about me. I mean, I thought it was about <laughs> my career. I thought it was about my role. I thought it was about my start and my success. My, you know, and so you know, I blundered through. That's why I started this show because I was like, people need mentors. They need to hear from the people around them what to do to be successful because. I didn't have it when I was young, and and I couldn't find the right people. I mean, people say good luck or go here or do that, but they, but no one said, you know, you're a bonehead here, you. And so and that's what people need. Um, and the reason I say that is because it's a relationship business. It's about who you know and who knows you, and how they regard you. And they always regard you better if if you regard them in other words if i can add value to a production and i can contribute and i can demonstrate i'm a hard worker you know and and through that proving of it whether it's free or otherwise through that proving of it you decide you'd like to have me on another project i go fantastic but if i just go i'm the best person for you and there's no there's no proof and i don't acknowledge you as a human being i don't develop some relationship what you just said how am i supposed to remember you Right. Out of all the people who contact me, and that's the thing that I think so many people miss. They just right. go, "Here's my picture. Here I am." You know, and and I'm like, "Well, why would I pick you over you know the the people I know already?" You know, and I, right. you know, Martin. I mean, the the filmmakers like you know Scorsese and and Spielberg. They use this, a lot of the same people over and over again, and when they don't, sometimes it's just because of scheduling. Right. It's because they trust them, they have relationships, and you know. So you know, I'm I'm saying this so that if people are listening and they're going to contact you, that I mean, they can't, and you can't fake sincerity either. But you but you should be truly sincere and truly genuine when you when you meet people and 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 when you come in for a job with you. You know, they should they should respect you and know know you, you, that you're a person first, and then you're a casting director second. As we all. Right. And I agree with you 110%. It, it, and it, it's, 
it's all really a, a process. And my, you know, when I founded LQ in 2009, my whole model or, you know, everything I said was I'm building relationships. I'm building solid uh-huh. relationships. Corsese is one of my favorite directors, and I know his editor, you know, Thelma, she was a shoemaker. Um, I forgot her last oh, name. Boy, I didn't hear who, who is the, who's the director. Martin Scorsese. Oh, yes, yes, okay. His okay. editor, I've been his editor since the 70s. And to me, that's a relationship that I want to be. And even as a casting director, um, this is for you producers out there that want to hire me. Um, <laughs> this is, I build relationships. I, okay. I build relationships. And everyone since, you know, over three, three years now almost, I can literally work with, those productions over and over again because we have built relationships. Yes, my work ethic speaks for itself, but like you said, I'm a person first. And to me, it's not about what you can do for me. It's about what we can do for each other. And teamwork makes the dream work. And I feel like, you know, even working on starting off, for example, let's talk about Osiris. When I was doing Osiris last year, it was a non-paying role. No one wanted to audition for Osiris. It was hard for me to get the the wonderful ensemble I have now, but it was not easy. It, that was almost two and a half months of casting um, just because it was difficult to find the, the cast that I have. And I think once, you know, people read the script, it was like, wow. But now I get so many emails, are you casting for Osiris? Do you have any more roles for Osiris? Like, everyone wants to be a part of Osiris, but I couldn't get you to audition for me <laughs> last year just because it wasn't paid. Like, people really need to take a chance. And, you know, I know everyone is hungry and people want to eat and make money, but at the same time, develop your craft, and then people will come to you. I'll, I will call you and say, hey, you should read for this. I do that now, but I do that to the people that worked for me for nothing before, and I remember them, and they did such an awesome job because I, I got the chance to see their talent and they were willing to do it for nothing. And I will always call those people. No, that's very cool. That's very cool. Now, let me say that I, 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 I haven't seen all of Osiris, but I did. I remember when I, when I first turned to it and started to watch it. You have a nice web series there, and uh, it's, it's got good production value and, and good talent and actors. Let's talk. We, we've got uh, you know some remaining time here. We, we literally have on the outside. Let me see here. We have... Uh, you know, about 20 minutes or so left, and um, let's let's talk about producing Osiris. And and uh, you are uh, having new episodes come up uh, in, in 2012. But uh, how you how you got it? How you you got involved? How it came about? Uh, let's let's put on the producer hat here as well as the casting hat, and and discuss Osiris. Okay, um, I the the um, the team Pyramid Pictures consists of three gentlemen: Donnie Lee Park, who is the creator, writer, director, editor of Osiris, and um, his partners Terrence Claiborne and Rodney Breedlove. This was actually my third or fourth project working with them. I actually met Terrence um, back in 2008, right after I graduated. We met on a music video, and um, he wanted me to cast. A um, pilot for him, like a comedy pilot, and that's how my relationship started with Pyramid Pictures. And we um, w- was in transition of, of uh, working on a feature film, and we started to cast for that. 
and it, it was going to be like a, a short film. It was a feature. I read the feature script, and it was going to be a short film just so he can shop it to investors. But then Donnie um, Lee Park decided he didn't want to do a short. He wanted to do a straight-out feature. And uh-huh. all three gentlemen work in the industry as well. They all, you know, work They work for BET, TLC, MTV. They all have careers, you know, doing other things as far as camera work, editing, et cetera. So they're already pretty much in the industry behind the scenes. And this was um, Thanksgiving of uh, 2010, and Donnie was driving home, driving back to Atlanta from North Carolina, and he called Rodney, We Love, and myself, I was like, hey, why don't we do this web series? Um, just to kind of kill time, let's, let's do a web series just to to do something before we work on this feature film, uh-huh. which is not Osiris. The feature film is completely something different. But let's do this, and, and then we can like probably just sh- show it to investors to say, hey, this is what we can do with no money. Give us some right. money to make the movie. And Osiris was born on that drive back from North Carolina to Atlanta, and, you know, he called and he pitched it to myself and Ronnie Breelove, and we're like, cool, this sounds like a great idea. He came home again, he just pitched us the idea, he wrote the script, um, it's 10 episodes, and we began casting in December 2010. Now, originally I just was on as a casting director, um, but I love this project, I love it so much that I started to do more than just cast it, I started to get more involved than just... Um, my casting duties, if you will. And Donnie offered me a producer credit, a producer title. He's like, you're doing so much with this project. Why don't you come on and be one of the producers? I'm like, okay. (laughs) And so that's kind of how um, that happened. And Osiris just really took a life of his own. Like we really didn't expect to still be here a year and a half later still talking about Osiris. But um, it's, it's a project, again, that I, I hold dear to my heart. I'm very proud of it. Um, oh, yeah, you should we, be. I mean, it looks great. Thank you. And, and believe it or not, like, that project, because, again, the four of us, we hold so many hats that, you know, the creator, again, he's like the creator, you know, writer, director, editor, producer, and then you have myself as the casting director, producer. But while I was on set, I worked craft services. I did the slate. You know, so we all did our part. So it wasn't really even a huge crew involved in this. You know, it was a very small crew, and it just shows the talent of these gentlemen to pull this project off with the resources and the talent that they have. Because, you know, to me, you can watch it, and to me it definitely is something that you can watch on network television or in your movie theaters because that is how great the production quality is. But, again, that goes to show what is really coming out of Atlanta. You know, and and it's projects like Osiris that, to me, will be the trailblazers, and these gentlemen will be the ones paving the way for the future of filmmaking here on an independent level where people will really start paying attention, not only because of the tax incentive of, hey, let's go to Georgia and make a movie because, you know, I have all this incentive, but because there are filmmakers here that, you know, can really do an awesome job creating a production and, and executing it. Um, myself as a producer, I was involved in everything, like everything you see online as far as marketing and us pushing it. We all did it ourselves. We don't have a marketing firm behind us. We don't have a publicist. We don't have anything. We did all that on our own. We had a um, screening for Osiris last fall, which brought in over 300 people 
which was amazing. We did all that ourselves. Yeah. It was, you know, and we had a, a separate VIP for, for press. So, I mean, Osiris has really, you know, taken a life of his own. And, again, it was just an idea of, hey, let's do this to, to, to see, hey, investors, look at us type of thing. And But it, 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 it catapulted and it becomes something. We have an awesome fan base. Like, the fans are so supportive of this series, especially here in Atlanta. But we have fans everywhere, overseas. And it's, it's amazing, the, the feedback and the support that we get from this web series. It's just it's just really surreal, honestly, um, that, you know, this, this, this web series has become what it has become. Well, it, it's, again, it's very cool. I mean, I encourage everyone to go take a look at it. It is Osiris, the series O-S-I-R-I. Oh, hold on, let me do this again. O-S-I-R-I-S-T-H-E-S-E-R-I-E-S, just like it sounds. Osiris is spelled O-S-I-R-I-S. The series dot com. Dot com, and, right? Uh, I'm, I'm laughing a little bit on the inside because I remember I had a, a interview um, last winter, and I was spelling Osiris the series, and I did the same. I was like, O S I O. Wait, no, and it was just funny, like, okay. Yeah, so, so it's that starting point. Okay, I got to get it right. Right. Oh, yeah, the chat room, I think I said. It flows after that, but it's like, wait, O S I R I S. Yeah, that's right. Okay, let me write it down. Imaginary letters. But yeah, um, yeah, you can definitely catch it on the website, um, YouTube. But it's through Blip TV. So even if you know if you you know about Blip TV, you can go on Blip TV and search Osiris series. But you can definitely just go through the website, and it is on iTunes as well. It's free on iTunes for you to download as well. So what's the, what's the future? How many episodes are you doing this year? Right now. Um, it is as of right now. It's a ten episode series. There are five online right now, and we are going to premiere the the next five um, late spring, and um, they they air biweekly. So every Wednesday, every other Wednesday, Wednesday. Premiere. And you know what? Like like I said, we have a Facebook page, we have a Twitter. So you definitely want to join that to stay tuned to see when we are going to premiere the second half of Osiris. And as of right now, it's just a 10 episode. Like we really, like I said, it, we really didn't think about it past that. And the future really kind of lies with you all. Like we made this for the public, and um, we kind of want to see what you all want us to do with it. We would love to continue it. Um, it can, to me, or, you know, it can be a feature film, or it can be a television series. So it just really depends. You know, we've received calls and we receive, you know, offers. It, it just really kind of depends on where where it goes. Wow, that's interesting. That's very interesting. And the, all of the gentlemen, or ladies and gentlemen, that are involved in the in the production of it are whom again? I mean, you mentioned uh, three or four right. people. Right, and all the gentlemen, because I am the only lady involved. <laughs> no. Um, the the creator, his name is Donnie Lee Park. Donnie Lee Park. All, all these, yeah, you can find all these gentlemen on Facebook and Twitter as well. But um, his name is Donnie Lee Park. He is the creator, writer, director of Osiris. Then you have the other two producers, Rodney Breedlove and Terrence Claiborne. All right, very, very cool. Um yeah, and again, go check it out. And there, you said there's a Facebook page, and there is there's the Osiris 
uh, the series friends page, so or fan page, whatever they, whatever they call it nowadays, and so people can check it out there. Um, now you've shot the the five, so you you're already done with the the series, or you're. Would you think Actually, we're, we're we're for the most part we're done with the complete right. episodes. I mean, we have a couple like one more day of pickup, um, but for the most part, we've shot everything. We we shot it like a movie, basically, um, kind of over like a sixteen day span, and of course it was kind of spread out with you know actors' schedules and and work schedules, and and so it it did spread out, but for the most part. It is um, mostly shot. Unfortunately, I am not casting <laughs> for <laughs> Osiris. Um, I did receive that question yesterday. No, I am. Osiris has been cast since last February, and um, I'm not doing any um, casting for it. But I'm always looking for extras. So if you know we do do another day of shooting. That's that's the only casting I was doing. It was just extras casting, which is something I do do, by the way, for my independent filmmakers and producers. If I work on your independent project, ninety nine percent of the time I do the extras casting as well. Um, so that's something that I'm available for if you need it done. But um, back to Osiris is is pretty much done. It's done. It's just kind of in post. And like I said, we have maybe a pickup shot or two to do. But for the most part, it's just is in post right now. Uh, that's awesome. I, I want to uh, uh, again. I encourage everyone to go check it out and uh, and take a look. It's a, a well done show, and and people ought to know about it if they don't already. I'm glad that you got a good fan base. I want to I want to ask you about web series in just a second, but I want to change topic again, uh, and hopefully I'll remember what I wanted to say. Uh, and that is extra casting. And the reason I ask you about that is because. When I was a young actor in Los Angeles in my teens and stuff like that, you were either SAG or you were Screen Extras Guild, and, and there was great animosity between the actors toward the extras, and most many of the extras wanted to be SAG actors. You know, it's the same thing exists today. Uh, but then there were those who were professional extras who made great livings being an extra. And, and, and you know, if, if boy, I wish those days existed. You know, if I were going to retire, I'd want to retire in L.A. and be an extra. You know, you'd go down, read a book, be on the set, and, and collect a paycheck and things like that. Um, uh, that this has all changed today. I mean, there's, there's SAG uh, extras now, and there's non-union extras and everything. But but one of the things that has captivated me recently, and I don't know why it took me so long, but in watching Scorsese movies, I, I watched, uh, again, you know, uh, um, Gays of New York. Mm-hmm. and. I was enthralled watching it the 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 second time. I mean, as I was the first time, but the second time, which was in the past year, I watched it. And I just went, you know what? There's there's so much going on in the background. It's like the the actors are just cast in front of this thing, you know. And I I, I almost paid more attention to to everything going on in the extras than I did the actors, although the actors right. are, are, are great. I did the same thing with Hugo. I went in and I just went, oh my goodness. I mean this. Is outstanding. It, Scorsese has this ability to to take extras and to uh, create this back life. You know what people call wallpaper, they call extras, they call background or whatever. But to create this world in which the actors can then perform within, and I'm so impressed. Now, I know anybody can. You know, there, there's the idea that anybody can show up, and if they're dressed like it, they can be an extra. You know, because all they're going to do is walk down the street. But I disagree with that. I mean, part of that's true, 
but there's also people who are going to be in the background of major shots and you know they got to know not to look at the camera and they got to you know i mean all this gives what what is it about casting actors can you can you can you give some guidelines and tips or suggestions for people who might want wish to pursue that or if they're actors and they're trying to get their sag card and stuff you know the 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 advantage or benefit of of doing extra work um i think as far as extra goes and i had this conversation with uh, an actor last week if Extras is not if you definitely that if if you don't want to be an extra as your career you know that's not what you want to do if you just, if you just trying to do that to to pave a way to acting um, definitely be selective like don't have thirty extra roles on your resume you kind of want to bring it out to that as you know for me the experience I think the best um, benefit of being an extra is the networking. It's not even, you know, you of course you may not be able to get to the director or something because it's not your place to even bother them, but you meet so many people on set, and it's just a, a good way to pick up set etiquette. You know, you're seeing what's going on, you're learning, you know, if you're paying attention, how this movie world works, you know, and if if you're really doing what you're supposed to do on set, you can absorb so much just by being there. Why not take advantage of that? And, um, I think it, it, def, it definitely it, it has you know its it pros and cons. Um, it definitely will become a con if you want to pursue acting full time and that's all you do is you know extra work um, that may not benefit you um, in the long run. It, it, it's really a gamble, I think, um, depending on what you want to do with it. But I 100% think it's great to network. You know, I do it on. You know, like I said, it's, it's just something I add in when I when I do my independent projects. It's like, well, if I'm doing your your casting, then I can do your extras for you. You know, two birds and one stone. Is it something that I want to make a career of? No, extras casting is not. Um, LQ's casting primary. Eventually, I'll have a division for that but my primary focus is principal casting. Um, so mm-hmm. I always kind of recommend actors who want to take have a serious career in acting just to do it to network, you know. Um, I was going to make another point, and I forgot what it was. So let's continue. Okay, I'll see my piece, and in the meantime, you'll remember it. Uh, but, right. but, it does, but you made a, an excellent point, and that is, I mean, because sometimes you do, you see resumes or IMDb credits or whatever, and it's like, 30, you know, uncredited roles, and you just go, well, this person's an actor, they're not really an actor. Um, so to be selective, you know, I mean, if you've got one or two or something like that, that's probably okay if you want to be an actor, but but the bottom line is you want you want to promote your acting, not your extra status. Now, but it would right. be okay. For example, let's say, let's say some actor uh, uh, either – through you, I mean, maybe you're not the perfect choice for this because, in other words, if you're doing extra casting and principal casting, if they come to you uh, and and do a lot of extra work, then then maybe you you know what I'm saying. Unless you develop that particular relationship you're talking about, but there are extra casting um, shops out there. And right, I, right. That is focused on extra casting. That's why I that's why I made sure that I said that's not my that's not primary forte. Right, it's just something that I've done in the past for the, the particular productions that I work on, and I I remember what I was going to say. There <laughs> you say go, it real quick. Right, um, what I was going to say is because you had you had touched on um, 
knowing kind of like the rules, like not looking at the camera. To me, right. that's acting as well. Just because you're an extra doesn't mean you're not acting. And I think people, and you know, like shows like The Game and Teen Wolf and all those shows are being produced here as, as far as Lester Together, et cetera, et cetera. You can tell, like, that's the first thing I'm looking at. I'm looking in the background. I can see the, the talent looking at the camera or not even in the scene. Like, don't be an extra just to throw yourself on TV to say, hey, I was I was in this show. Because it, it, it takes away from the value of the scene of the show. It, it doesn't look real if you're looking at the camera or if you're not in the scene, if you're not pretending you're in a restaurant drinking or walking by. You know, it, it's still acting. Excellent. You're an actor, but you're still acting, and you may be filling the scene, but it's still, a, you know, an acting role. And um, I think that's, that's, to me, like a pet peeve of mine to see that, like, oh, no, you know, like the person is clearly not paying attention to what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let me ask this. The, the question is, is if there are other casting offices that do extra casting, could somebody be registered with that office to do extra work? And then let's say they got a job or let's say they got 10 jobs, not promote that. And in other words, they're not putting that on IMDb. They're not putting that on their resume. They're just doing it to collect a right. paycheck to learn, maybe to make their pension, you know, and welfare for SAG or their SAG eligibility while they pursue their primary interest, which is principal casting, you know, and getting getting those kind of jobs. Does it make sense right. for somebody to go about it that way or I suggest that all the time. Okay. I de- I, de- I like take definitely do all you can, you know, but you don't have to list all of that on your resume. Right. And I tell like I, I received a resume um Recently, it was four pages long. I was like, what is this? Take some of this stuff off. <laughs> like, I really is not really that serious. Like, please keep your resumes to one page and put your best work on there. Even with a regular job resume, you may, you know, have 30 years of work experience, but you're not going to put 30 years worth of employment on your resume. It's like a book. So, yeah. you know, definitely pick and choose. Even as a casting director, I've worked on over maybe 30 projects. There's no way I can list all that. I had to go and no. pull and choose which which projects I want to include on my resume. Well, that is an excellent point, and um, and I really appreciate it. You, um, I was going to say, uh, we're we're actually almost out of time. We've got a couple minutes left, but I was going to point out that in the early days, people used to tell me as an actor, I mean, back in the when I was a young actor, uh, don't do plays, you know, just do workshops. People want to know that you're training. Then, uh, you know, and get and get film credits because that's what you're going after. And recently somebody said, oh, well, no, I love seeing when people do plays because uh, it shows me that they're working and I know what they went through to do that, you know, because being an, you know, I was an ex-actor kind of thing. So I know, you know, with the play. So there's plays. That, and, then, uh, and then the other conventional kind of wisdom comes along and says, well, just be producing content, you know, make sure that you produce good content like web series and get it out there because people are watching. So so for final words of advice um, for today and for today only, because yeah, I hope you'll come back on the show again in the future, <laughs> uh, but, but for today, uh, any last words of advice? And then and, and at the conclusion of that, I want you to give out your, your addresses again, you know, for website and everything so that we uh, make sure that we have that as we close. Um. Definitely just invest in yourself. I think um, when when you're 
uh, a person that wants to pursue acting is it is not the easiest um decision to make. It's not an easy job. You know, sometimes you may have lack of support from your loved ones, but if this is something you really want to pursue, um invest in yourself. Um stay true to yourself. Um and and and, and get reputable training. And that's a part of investing in yourself. Attend workshops and don't change who you are. Definitely know who you are going in because then that way you're kind of going to stay on the right track in pursuing this thing called acting. I'm just definitely, definitely, just don't, don't, don't steer on the wrong path and, and stay focused, and, and you should be fine. Um, with that said, you know, again, I can be reached via Facebook, Twitter, um, LQ Caston, which is spelled E L L E. C A S T I N G on both Facebook and Twitter. Um, is my there website. A in there? Is it... Did I say? You know what? Yes, it is. It, thank you, Rex. I forgot <laughs> my own name. It's E L L E Q L Q Caston E L L E Q C A S T I N G. That was a blooper. Yes, L Q uh. Casting, and um, my website is lqcasting dot com. Um, I can be reached at actors plural a A-C-T-O-R-S at lqcasting.com. dot com, um, and yeah, uh, yeah, that's about it. Thank you so much for having me on your show, Rex. Well, it's it's been fantastic having you. I appreciate it so much, and and you provided so much good information about about regional acting and and for actors elsewhere who want to work in your area as well, and for those who are there to to be able to enhance and 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 progress in their careers. I appreciate it. Uh, immensely, and uh, I appreciate the value that you've given to our listeners today. Uh, I want to wish you a, a great, fabulous day, a great weekend as it comes up. I'm going to talk to you in just a couple seconds. Once the show closes, I'll give you a call back. But uh, uh, thanks so much for being here, and we'll have you back at another time. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So I want to thank my fascinating guest, Laquan DePlant of LQ Casting, and uh, for being here today, I want to thank you, my listeners and readers of Movie Beat, for being here. Uh, you've been great. Let me tell you uh, about a couple of things I forgot to mention during the break. Uh, tonight in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, if you're in the listening area in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, there is a short film festival at Veritas in the Third Ward beginning at 7.30. Uh, it's a fundraiser for a feature film to be shot out in Maine. And uh, if you're going to want to go to that, you can go to my Facebook page and find out information about that. As well as tomorrow is the Field Film Festival. Uh, it's the fourth annual. It's at Wauwatosa West High School at 6 o'clock from about 6 until 10 p.m. Uh, that's the festival that I created uh, about, well, four four times ago, whatever it was, with Waukesha University and with the gentleman from Firestarter Films. And so uh, I'm proud of that little festival, and I want you to come on out if you're in the, in the listening area. Also, Girls Gone Dead, the movie that I co-produced and line produced in Florida in 2010, uh, had their premiere in Florida, South Beach, Florida, last night. I was unable to go because I've been busy. I'm on pre-pro and something else. And uh, But they had red carpet event. They had a, two showings at 7 and 9.30 or something. They had a huge VIP party. I'm waiting to see all the pictures posted, and I'll post that on my Facebook pages as well. You can follow me on Twitter at Rex Sykes Movie BT. That's Rex Sykes Movie BT. That last word's abbreviated. There's Rex Sykes Movie Beat Friends on Facebook. Please go there and, and like us as well. And there's Rex Sykes Movie Beat on YouTube, and you can join me there too. Um, having said all that, uh, join us. 
and please keep spreading these interviews, sharing them with your friends, your industry connections and contacts. Do leave comments before you leave the player. The player closes down before uh, the window appears. In some cases, the browsers uh, require that. In other cases, the, browser, the, the uh, comment window is there all during the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for leaving your comments, for rating and reviewing the iPod uh, podcast, uh, Rex Sykes Movie Beat from iTunes, and um, and and thanks. Uh, upcoming guests, I've got lots of great ones, so be sure to stay tuned. And another way to stay tuned and know who's coming up is that Rex Sykes Friends page. Uh, I'll let you know through through uh, that uh, on Facebook who's next and uh, about cast and crew information and all sorts of things. So please feel free to email me through the website if you hear about something that uh, I should know about or if you've got questions for my upcoming guests. I always appreciate getting your emails that way. All right, everybody, have a fabulous day. Make your movies and complete your projects. Until we meet the next time, that is a wrap.